Hello and welcome to the Breakdown Podcast. I am Jamie Finch-Penninger and I am lucky to be rejoined by our preeminent time trialers in the group and they're hoping for good results at nationals. Um, it's Louisa Lobigs of Holden Women Cycling and Marcus Cooley, newly of Tinelli Powerstream. Um, Marcus, new team. Is it going to be a, a successful start to the season for you and your team? Oh, I'd like to think so. There's only a few of us down here for, for nationals this year. Um, I think we'll mainly be building up towards the NRS season in a couple months' time. But yeah, I think there's about five of us across under-23s and elites. Um, so I'm the only guy doing the, the time trial. We've got a few in the crit and everyone's doing the road race. Louisa, is the big time trial in offing for you? Um, yeah, I've had like two... Um, disappointing years in a row in the time trial. First, like, two years ago, I broke my collarbone six weeks before it and didn't actually ride the time trial bike until like a few days before. And then last year I had the brake rod. So, you know, <laughs> third time's the charm, hopefully. So, yeah, looking forward to, um, yeah, getting a good, ta- good time on that course tomorrow and, yeah, seeing, seeing what, I, what I can do against the other girls. Yeah, we'll get into previewing that a bit later, but first of all, we'll go through the Bay Crit, so we'll take a little break and come back with that. Okay, and we're back with the Bay Crits. Um, we're going to run through this pretty quickly because we're mainly looking at um, who's going well for nationals, but in the end, it was overall wins in over the three stages for Ian Bibby of JLT Condor, um, Matthew Gibson of Condor as well. Yeah, he was Condor as well, but they were riding, I think, technically on separate teams um, because they they brought they brought a huge squad over actually. JLT Condor, they do their um, track team training camp in the off season at Bendigo apparently, and they've been doing that for a number of years. So they they get off to a decent start here in the crits. Um, and Caleb Ewan ended up third there and ended up taking that final stage win after crashing in that first stage. Um, Marcus, um, you speak, I was speaking to you earlier and you were watching um, the crit streamed live on Cycling Central. I think we can promote that. Um, who, who caught your eye out of the men in that field? I think um, the main two uh, from Australia coming into nationals will probably be Cam Bailey and um, Jesse Kerrison. Um, Jesse was a bit unlucky with his crash on the second day, but it looks like he has not been eating over Christmas. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he goes in the, the, both the road race and crit. And Cam's still obviously holding this form from uh, racing in China at the end of last year. Yeah, I've made the mistake of categorizing Jesse Kerrison as a pure sprinter in the past. And um, his team last year, State of Matter, work, uh, took a bit of umbrage at me for saying he's a sprinter and when he is in fact a very good climber as well. And, you know, even, even if it's a, a reduced, uh, reduced bunch in that uh, men's road race, it could be a very interesting day for Jesse there. Um, I had a brief chat to Caleb Ewan after the third stage where he won. And he said that despite the crash, he wasn't too put off by um, going, going quick around that final corner there. Um, I must say, I, I'm, all, I, I'm always very nervous after I crash and, but then again, I'm not a racer like you guys. What's the what's the feeling going into the bunch when when you've just had a fall, uh, Louisa? Um, well, it's obviously not that fun. Like, I mean, you just have to really just pick up, pick yourself up again, and relax. And I often just take a few deep breaths and get back, get straight back into it because you don't want to you don't want to get off the horse. You want to get get straight back on it. He he'll be very hard to beat. You'd think in the criterium coming up. Um, He's by far the fastest sprinter in these Australian summers. Um, 
Though Brenton Jones, you know, did did take it to him, has taken it to him on a few a few occasions. Uh, unfortunately, he's just always finished second, and he he needs like maybe a meter to a speed or a bit of a head start on Caleb at the start of those sprints to really get over him. But you know, he's knocking at the door, and we may we might see something from him in his new JLT colours. And the other interesting one is the Kerrison Sunderland um, Isoway Swiss Wellness or combination rather between the two of them because they're both powerful sprinters, and it'll be interesting how they go working together. Yeah, I think Scott Sunderland's the one to watch for the men's crew this afternoon. Um, I, I don't think Caleb's there in terms of top speed for the sprint, and I reckon the only way he's going to get it is if, um, if Orica put him in perfect position, which they're really good at doing. Um, but if it's a drag race between the two, I reckon Sunderland will have the speed to come round. Um, but Orica have the team to put him in place. Yeah, fair enough. Um move on to the women's Bay Crits now. And it was a much closer affair there. Ian Bibby sort of ran away with the men's and it was a bit, it was all over going into the third stage. But um, in the women's, it was uh, Valentina Scandalaro who had a slim lead going into that third stage after her first uh, stage win. And she managed to hold it off and take the win there. Um, Jessica Allen finished second after the final stage win and also being part of a breakaway. And Amanda Spratt looked absolutely superb in taking her win. She almost lapped the field there. Uh, Louisa, you were presumably following along to some extent. Um, how, how did you view it? Um, yeah, it was, I mean, it was good to see so, so many girls racing. Like, obviously, the timing of Bay Pits this year isn't great with Nationals so close, so it was, it was good to have a pretty exciting field out there. Um, yeah, I mean, Orica obviously dominated, um, dominated, but it was good to see LA... Um, get up there and take the win and, you know, have some exciting competition at the end. Um, yeah, there's definitely some good form by Spratty and, and all those, all the Oracle girls and, you know, it would be interesting. But, I mean, Sh- Shannon rode really well. I was pretty excited to see her um, get up there on the podium on the first stage. She was second. So I think she's looking pretty lean and, and strong at the moment. So excited for um, her to be racing the crit um, this afternoon and, in the road race and Lucy Betchell obviously like really strong the last day. So it's pretty cool to see her up there too. So yeah, it's going to be, I think some, some strong, strong form by a couple of the um, local girls as well. Yeah. If I had to pick out three riders, I mean, obviously Amanda Spratt is probably the top and she'll go into the road race as the favorite you'd imagine. Um, yeah, exactly. Then, yeah. Then Shannon Mousy was also in very strong, as you mentioned, and Janelle Crooks um, last year's under 23 road race champion. She was, she was very strong, particularly on the climbs, and she'll either be a very good supporter for Amanda Spratt, or maybe they put her in a break or something, and she gets a chance to go for herself. So, I'm yeah, I'm intrigued to see what um, Orica A, oh not AS, uh, Orica Scott, uh, do in in the big races because they've got them, they've got a big advantage when it comes to numbers, experience, strength, and it's hard for the local riders to get, overcome that, I think, and the and the lone individual internationals. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Louisa, you're going to have to share your tactics with how, how you beat them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll be doing post-race, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, well, we'll come back and we'll look at the TTT. Well, not the TTT, the TT. There we go. And, um, yeah, so we'll come back with that. Okay, so we're back with the time trial and we'll jump into the under-23 men's. Um, there's some interesting names on this list, Marcus. Uh, 
some riders we're familiar with uh, from the World Tour Academy and some up-and-comers who regular listeners will probably know, but maybe the broader cycling community at large doesn't know, like names like uh, Liam McGuinness, uh, Matt Ross, Harry Sweeney, Alistair Christie Johnson, Dylan Sunderland, those guys. Um, who, who catches your eye from this list? I think the most interesting person on this list is actually uh, Robert Stannard. Um, thought he was from New Zealand, but uh, he's uh, had a bit of a change of nationality to come across to Australia. So um, I'm assuming uh, the WTA will be on his uh, horizon, but he's a super strong rider. So I think we could probably throw his name in there for both the, the time trial and the road race. Yeah, I, I think it's been a recent update of the of the time trial rider list that put Robert Stanard on there. I didn't see him in the first in the first batch of riders, but yeah, Robert Stanard, obviously big news. The star New Zealander is now Australian, so um, yeah, we can claim him presumably now for um, his future results, and he looks like he's going to be very strong in the future, and certainly is in the present as well. Yeah, well, I, I, actually, I did hear that he was born in Sydney and uh, grew up for the first few years here, so I, I think we'll, we'll claim him, and he's probably one that we will want to claim in the future. So there it is, New Zealand. He's ours now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, bo- I'm born in London, and I don't call myself an Englishman, but yeah. Um, yeah, so there's plenty of interesting names there. Um, if, if I had to uh, put a guess, um, Callum Scottson's going to go in the fa- favourite as the defending champion. Michael Storer, another name who... Uh, from the from that World Tour Academy, who will be right up there with Scotson, and apart from that, I'd say Liam McGuinness, maybe Alex Porter, and Robert Stanard are, are going to be those names that you're looking at to to fill out the podium. Um, you got a you got a prediction there, or a few more names? I think the only one you can probably add to that is Harry Sweeney. Otherwise, you and Al's De Christy Johnson coming up from uh, the juniors. Um, otherwise, I think you've just got everyone pretty much covered. Uh, Sam Jenner was another one I think I just missed out there, yeah. So I'm going to go I'm going to go Scotson, Stannard, Stora with a lot of trepidation in that one. Um, you got, you got, got, got picks for us, Marcus? Scotson, McGuinness, Christy Johnson. Cool. Interesting pick there. I think Christy Johnson was 11th or 12th in the junior uh, world. So, yeah, not not bad by any means. Um, on to the under-23 women now. And there are two riders, Louisa. They're guaranteed gold and silver between them. It's Ella scanlon Law, newly of Specialised Women's Racing, and Jamie Gunning from, I think she was from QAS. I, I th- has she signed a team for next year? I'm not entirely certain. But, um, um, yeah, she has. She was actually with Holden. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Got some inside knowledge there. So Jamie Gunn, yeah. Gunning, she's a superb, um, <laughs> superb uh, climber. She's got a very small frame. Um, how do you how do you think that those two are going to go? Um, well, could just keep my. I actually don't really know um, either rider that well, but I'll put all my money on Jamie. <laughs> just you know, go the biased way. <laughs> yeah, well, you- it'll be yeah nice to see some more girls out there, but um, yeah. Yeah, well, the odds are going to be pretty skinny on the two of them taking gold because it's only it's only a two horse race. Um, Scanlon Law has yeah. got got a few years on Jamie Gunning, so I don't know. I'll, I'll favour Ella Scanlon Law. That's that's okay. very that's very um, <laughs> very weak um, betting lead there. Don't follow that at all. Um, the rest, yeah, the rest of the women though, it's a very small field in general. I think there's only fourteen or fifteen women total. Uh, Eighteen, including the two. Uh, under 23 riders so 
Um, names like Erin uh, Keneally, uh, another new teammate of yours, Louisa uh, Louisa Lobigs, who will be who we will be shouting for out there. Uh, former <laughs> podcast uh, member was with, in Kate Perry. Uh, she went incredibly well last year, fourth overall in the TT, only with three world tour riders ahead of her, and she beat a few world tour riders as well. Uh, Alex Manley from Orica, uh, Rebecca Wysak, uh, Lucy Kennedy, um, again, again another NRS rider who should be right up there, uh, Kat Garfoot and Shara Gillow, obviously both former winners in the past. Um, can anyone beat Garfoot in this one, Louisa? Oh, I think anyone's beatable. beatable. <laughs> Just depends on the day. I mean, Kat's obviously... Um, third in the world, so you know a big ask there. Um, she's always a bit quiet before time trials, I find. So who knows what kind of massive form she's going to be bringing out? But I think it'll be. It's really cool that we can, um, you know, have like a like a strong rider like Cat to to race against, and yeah, it'd be be interesting to see. But yeah, she's definitely the one to beat tomorrow. Yeah, she really is world class. Um, third, as you mentioned, uh, in this year's um, World Time Trial Championships. Um, fourth the year before, only nine seconds off the win that year. And she was bitterly disappointed not to um, be better in better form and better health going into Rio. So that she yeah. really, really showed what she was able to do there. Um, very hard to go past her for the win. Shara Gillow is three time, four time. Um, uh, I think. PT, yeah. Yep. Yep, obviously another another one to beat. Shara will, I mean, definitely be up there. She's had a couple of races with her in, in Spain um, last year. And, yeah, she's obviously a very good tra- climber and has shown her form in the time trial on numerous occasions. So, yep, she's definitely another another one to beat. And the big question, uh, where can you slip in there with your own form currently? I don't know, third? <laughs> First? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I think just brings it on the day. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Kat would have to be definitely be up there, <laughs> um, Kat and Shara. Um, but yeah, third's going to be, or like, yeah, the podium, the, yeah, the girl who brings out the podium is going to be an interesting spot. Um, see what happens on the day. Like, I mean, Erin is a really strong rider. It'd be cool to, cool to see up her up there. Um, obviously, like, um, have podium ambitions as well, so it'd be great to, to get up onto that step so yeah it'll be interesting but I mean it's such a, a tough course and you really have to do everything perfectly on that course it's it's brutal <laughs> so it'll be an exciting day I think also um it'll be interesting to see how Beck goes obviously world champion in the pursuit um but yeah see how she goes on a longer and hilly time trial course yeah, um, I, I feel I feel I feel bad picking third spot there because I agree with you on the first two. Um, but so many of that of those riders in third I know quite well and uh, have been have been good friends to me in the past. Um, but I will go for Rebecca Wysak. She's just such a superb athlete, and we all saw what she did in the NRS off almost no preparation and going in with this being a target. I think she's going to do very well there. So we shall see. Um, on to the men's now, um, elite men's. This is where we will see our very own Marcus Cooley in action. Um, going off, are you, you, you're fairly early on, Marcus. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's fairly early in the thing. Um, but as long as you, you, as long as you do well, you might, you might end up with a, a, bit, a bit of time in the hot seat there. Oh, I'm not sure about that. I'm, 
only just taking up time trialing, so just doing it for a bit of experience. So I've got Brendan Canty one minute behind me, so I think just try and get as far as I can before he catches me. And the minute man in front of you, another person who's appeared on the podcast, uh, Sam Burston from Mobius. Uh, do, you reckon you, do you reckon you can catch him or, or keep him inside at least? No. In, no. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. That Sam's an experienced rider, but um, it'll be good to see Marcus out there. He's got a nice new shiny rig, which looks looks very good, and he'll be he'll be certainly looking the part, even if he doesn't put put up the top time on the on the day. Um, there's some other interesting names there as well, though. Um, Cam Worth is making making his I don't know return because uh, he always seems to pop up at the nationals in as an individual rider. Um, Sam Burston, as we mentioned, uh, Ben o- Ben O'Connor after his third last year in the TT is going around in the elites now. Uh, Nick Squillari, who doesn't do uh, nearly as well on the road, but on in a TT format he can really put down the power and. Though he's a master's rider these days, don't expect um, him to be far off. Um, probably top, top, top six or seven, top five maybe at a stretch is good for Nick. Will be uh, I know Nick will be very happy with that. So we'll see how he goes there. Um, who we got else? Uh, Miles Scottson, uh, Michael Hepburn, Luke Durbridge, Ben Dybel, who was very strong last year and um, no reason why he shouldn't be again this year. Sean Lake, the surprise podium getter. Um, last year and Rowan Dennis um, is Rowan Dennis going to be the time trialer he once was I mean I know he's been talking about moving his three the other day he said that was going to be what a three year process or so so just at the start of that I think at the moment he's still going to be be there for the time trials so he's he's definitely the man to beat at the moment and he's probably going to have a form coming into to January so uh, probably Dennis will be the pick um, yeah, I find it hard to disagree with that, though apparently Sean Lake's been losing a bit of weight and, um, you know, with five kilos off since um, five kilos off his time trialing weight of last year and on that, you know, quite hilly course, it's not an easy course by any stretch of the imagination, he should do very well there, especially if he can maintain the power. Um, so who, who's the pick there? Um, I think Durbridge should be going very well going into this. He looked fit when I saw him at, at the Bay Crits. Um, Michael Hepburn as well. I'm going to say Dennis for the win. I'll put Sean Lake up into second there. And Luke Durbridge third is the pick, though I'm not confident at all about that. Marcus, you got any gems in there? I'm going to go Dennis, Lake, and then Scottson. Yep, makes sense. Uh, Miles Scottson's going to be concentrating a lot more on the on the TT this year. Um, he's going to fit into that BMC TTT squad. So he has to um, spend a lot of time getting the power up for that. So he should be going very well. Um, we'll move on to the road races now. And uh, so first of all, it's the race within the race. It's the under 23 women's. Um, it's a bit of a confusing race to follow because it's, it's hard to race the tactics when you're in the middle of the elite, elite women's field there. Um, and there's probably only a few riders who can, who can really... Um, you can really match it with the elite women there. Um, I'm I'm looking at looked at the start of this briefly, and I think I need to update it because I um, I think I made a few mistakes. So I don't think Madeline Fastnax racing, for instance. Um, but apart from that, you've got Jessica Pratt, who's been very strong throughout the year. Uh, Jamie Gunning again, uh, the Holden women's racing team, and Ella Scanlon Bloor, who we mentioned earlier. 
Um, Jessica Pratt, um, she was very strong throughout the season. Um, were you impressed with her racing, Louisa? Louisa? Yeah, definitely. Like she is a great little rider and so so good with her bike handling and just getting up there in all the NRS um, stages. So yeah, like she'd definitely be one to look out for um, in the under 23s. She's a smart rider, so she can stick, get up there and get in a break or get get in those last few moves in the last last couple of laps. Like she definitely, yeah, definitely a good chance for the under 23s. Yeah, she's. She she'd weigh about fifty kilos sopping wet, I reckon, and um, so she won't be phased by Mount Bunningyong at all. And she can sprint a bit as well, as she showed at a few of the NRS races. Um, in the main women's event, obviously, it's going to be dominated by what Orica Scott do and how they choose to approach the race. Last year, um, it was animated by our very own Louisa Lobix here, going on the attack with Sarah Roy for most of the race and. The two of you were out there for, what was it, seven of the 10 laps in the end? Uh, I think I was out there for 15 laps. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quite a while. Okay, even longer then. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, what, what was the feeling out there in the break? I mean, I'm, I'm not sure we've talked about it really, but um, yourself and Sarah, not re- renowned as, you know, the really top elite climbers, but you um, were... You're allowed by the field, I think, to um, to do the work off the front and you know give yourself a chance at going for the win. Yeah, I mean, I knew when I made the attack that um, I would be taking an Orica rider with me. I mean, I think it's very unlikely that an Orica rider will will not make the break. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I was I was expecting Roy to be there. It would have been nice to have someone else um, come and join the party, but. Um, yeah, like it was, it was a great, great atmosphere and it was so cool, like with the helicopters and actually getting televised as well. Like that was the first year our women's race was televised. So um, that was a really cool feeling and, you know, stayed away. We got, I think on the uh, third or second last lap, we got joined by a group of six. So Spratty was there and Kimberly Wells and um, Ruth Corset. Um, so yeah, it was it was great. Like I was hoping Miranda would come across, but unfortunately, because we were riding for Miranda, um, unfortunately she had a crash just as that move was made. So um, I was left <laughs> left there to try hold on at the end, which couldn't quite do. But yeah, it was like really, really exciting, and I guess um, yeah, a bit um, just gave me a bit of confidence that I can can be up there. <laughs> In the race? Yeah, I know um, Riley Field, he was on a very long break in the under-23 men's and he said that um, he was amazed um, every time Matt Keenan called out his name as he went through the start-finish there and got a little um, tingle down the spine because the last time he'd had his name called out was uh, at D-grade in Tamworth or something. So, Yeah, definitely. That, was, that, was that a similar... It's a good feeling. <laughs> like, I mean, I had... Um, had some health problems the year before, so like it was really great to just have that strength back and and be up there and yeah, just have the crowd cheering you on. And Bunny Young was getting like the hill was getting packed as the day went, so it was it was just a really exciting feeling and just like it was yeah, it was just awesome, <laughs> so much fun. Okay, well enough reminiscing about 2016 on to 2017. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, Orica Scott bring uh, former winners in Gracie Elvin, Amanda Spratt. Uh, Kat Garfield isn't a isn't a former winner, but she almost should be with her amazing power. Uh, Janelle Crooks will be in there as well, and you know any of them could essentially 
could essentially win the race. Um, apart from that, Lauren Kitchen uh, of the new Women's Fortitude team, although actually they changed their name to WM3. Uh, Tiffany Cromwell, Carly Taylor's looking very strong from all accounts at the moment. Uh, Chloe Hosking as well will be a teammate, and though she's renowned more as a sprinter, she looked very powerful at Bay Crits. And if she can muscle her way over the climb, I mean, there's nobody faster than her in a sprint. Uh, Lizzie Williams, uh, Peter Mullins, I had a good chat with her at the Bay Crits and looking in good form. And she'll be, she said she was more building for the Santos Women's Tour, but if she's in good form now, I mean, no reason why she can't win. She's been a previous winner, of course. Uh, Ruth Corset is the other previous winner on the on the start list, and apart from that, all the usual names from the NRS like Lucy Kennedy, uh, Kate Perry, Shannon Malseed, Kendall Hodges, um, Emily Roper, and Justine Barrow. Um, I think I've just listed about half the field there. Louisa, how, how do you yeah. who who caught you yeah. <laughs> caught your attention off that list? Look, it's a pretty packed field, and yeah, I mean, it's going to be a really interesting race, I guess often dictated by what Orica do. So, and they have a, quite a few cards to play. I mean, obviously, like, um, Spratty is looking like she's in pretty damn good form at the moment. Um, yeah, and, and, I mean, Gracie is such a smart rider and strong rider. Um, it'd be interesting to see um, how the young ones do. Um, Janelle Crook's obviously a really strong climber, so it'd be, it'd be cool to see how she goes, like, was racing with her last year in Europe and like she's such a great chick so yeah definitely she'll be up one to watch as well um yeah and will be interesting to see how it goes Peter Peter I think is also on very good form at the moment so she'll be the sneaky one <laughs> yeah she'll be a fan favorite if she wins as well she's a very popular rider and I don't think anyone would begrudge her another victory um Emily Roper a strange one um she doesn't she doesn't race an awful lot, but she'll be coming back um, next year to do some racing with High Five Dream Team. Um, obviously, very strong. Um, can she? Can she maybe, you know, be the X factor? Um, I think pretty much all those could be the X factor. Um, they get in the right move, and yeah, like all all of the girls are listed are very strong riders. So yeah, Emily is one of them. But yeah, see see what happens on the day. Okay, prediction time now. Um, can you can you see anyone outside Orica Scott winning? I mean, they have they have they have made mistakes before, and you know Peter Mullins has won, and they've let riders get away. And um, a man, well, a man, um, when Gracie Elvin won her first time, she wasn't Orica Scott, so they can they can make mistakes. Um, how do can anyone exploit that this year though? Definitely, um, yeah, I think if yeah if you're smart and get in the right moves at the right time and can confuse the team like I definitely it is a young team this year like they obviously haven't been racing that much together um so yeah there's a lot of new riders in that team so it definitely can happen um it'd be it'd be great to see see all those girl, all the girls trying to to give it a good shot to take the win and yeah I think Peter's definitely um definitely a good chance She's a very smart rider, um, and yeah, I've seen how strong she is. Like at the moment, so I, I put my money on Peter. I reckon. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I'm going to go with Kat Garfoot for the win. I mean, apparently she's absolutely tearing the house down in training at the moment, and I think she just needs to um, be allowed to put her power down, and she'll just blow everyone off the off her wheel. So that's that's the opinion. Um, who else? Peter Mullins could definitely be up there. Maybe podium position. And ooh, 
I, I really like how Shannon Malseed looked at Baker's, and she looks skinny. She looks fast, and I'll, I'll back her in for a podium spot. There we go. There's there's a bit bit of left field pick there. Yeah, sounds like a good podium to me. <laughs> so, so Shannon's on the top step. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'll be happy enough with that, I suppose. Um, well, th- thanks for joining us, <laughs> yeah. Louisa. We'll say goodbye because mm-hmm. you're on your phone in the middle of Melbourne and just uh, wandering around. So um, best of luck for time trial. Thank you. <laughs> um, so on to the under-23 uh, men's road race with Marcus discussing here now. Um, it was an exciting edition last year. I had a really good time um, covering that race. Uh, it was it was an odd one because it was Jason Lee and Riley... Um, Riley Field. So I was thinking Riley McMullen, the New Zealand female rider, but no, Riley Field um, got away early and then Jason Lee decided, oh no, I'm just going to go back to the peloton. He didn't want any part of a two-man break over 130 kilometres. So he dropped back to the peloton and Riley just did a number of circuits of Bunning Yong by himself, essentially, until Chris Harper uh, went about midway through the race, bridged up to join him and drop him fairly quickly. And then it was on between between the field and Chris Harper. And it looked for a long time like Harper would, in fact, um, manage to stay away and take the win there. Only caught there on the final ascent of uh, Bunny Yong by uh, Lucas Hamilton and Chris Hamilton, no relation. Um, and they dropped him pretty quickly and he ended up in that second group there coming home um, whilst Hamilton and Hamilton went into that final sprint there with Chris Hamilton taking the win just over Lucas. Um, yeah, what was what was your impression of that race, the 2016 race, Marcus? Yeah, it was a hot day. It was a good race to watch, and I think um, Jason Lee made the big foolish move of the day by not following Riley. Because if Riley could have stayed that far in front for that long on his own, I think with um, a second strong set of legs, they uh, they could almost have contested the finish. Um, but yeah, this year um, it'll be interesting to see how it play out plays out. I can't imagine uh, it'll be that similar. But, um, yeah, can't really go past Lucas this year with uh, Chris moving over to the, the World Tour with uh, some web. He's out of the 23s, even though he's of a under-23 age group still. Yeah, Ben O'Connor would be under-23 as well, I think. But yeah. He, yeah, but he's moved it, He's moved along as well, working with Dimension Data. Um, yeah, so we'll get on to the rider list now, and I'll find my Oh, yeah. Um, there's some interesting riders in here. Um, one, Scott Bowden. Um, I don't think there's anyone else on the under-23 list who's competed in the Olympic Games in both the mountain bike and the road race. But uh, Scott Bowden, um, who's newly signed with ISOA Swiss Wellness, is on the list, and he'll be he'll be one from left field, I'd say. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. Well, the only other Olympian will be Callum Scottson. So um, two Olympians in the under-23 will be, um, unless I've missed someone, but um, it'll be interesting to see how Callum goes as well. Yeah, we'll find somebody who did um, lawn bowls or something at Commonwealth Games, in it, no doubt. But, um, yeah, so we'll go through a few more names here. I've written down far too many names for the under-23, so i only go with the ones I've underlined, I think. Um, Robert Stannard, of course, who we mentioned earlier in the TT, this course will be right up his alley. I mean, he, he he's a light rider. He can climb with some of the best riders in Australia, and he'll be, you know, very hard to beat, I'd say. Um Apart from that, the WTA riders, we've got like uh, Alastair Donahue, Lucas Hamilton, as you mentioned, who's probably the preeminent climber in, in the field. Uh, Jai Hindley, who did very well in a number of stages. He took out one of those Italian classics and 
He did also very well in the Tour de la Avenir. Um, also the Taiwan Mom Challenge, he was on the podium as well for that one. So um, if you can do well there, you can definitely ride up a hill. Yeah, and that's what, 100Ks of climbing um, up that ridiculous hill they've got there in, in Taiwan. Um, apart from that, Callum Scottson, he showed that he can put the power down in the Nationals road race last year. He's, he may be a bit heavy for this one. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he turns up to the time trial. Um, because he's got a hell of a lot of power. It's just, um, you know, that power to weight ratio that might let him down a bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would, I don't know him, but I'm sure he's uh, aiming probably more towards uh, the time trial um, to suit him a bit better. But I mean, if you get in a breakaway with a strong rider like that, um, could do the same as his brother a couple of years ago. Um, apart from that, Michael Storer, obviously a very talented rider with a massive motor on him. And he'll he's also a very good climber. So be it wouldn't be too surprising to see him do well. Dylan Sunderland was unlucky last year. He came in sick to the Nationals, uh, which hurt his preparation. And he wasn't really a factor last year. He did a fair bit of work on the front as well for his teammates. Um, apart from that, uh, Aidan Tooby, Harry Sweeney, Sam Wellsford maybe. Um, he's a big, another big rider who's going to be a bit challenged by the by the climbs, I'd say, but it'll be interesting. He's the third Olympian that we forgot as well, so there's quite a star-studded field. For... Uh, and apart from anything, I'll, I'll chuck in Matt Ross as well. I like Matt Ross. He's a he's a nice guy. And Pat's Veg have a decent decent team going going to the race. So uh, with Cyrus Monk and Drew Morey as well on there, they're, they're good riders. Um, oh, final one that, um, that you've got highlighted there, uh, Marcus, you'd talk about Guy Cameron for a bit. Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard, he's just got a lot of talent. So if um, he's done some training, he could be a factor uh, in the race as well. But um, to see how he shows up. Yeah, somebody was telling me he'd changed his nationality um, from Australian to something else. Um, though I won't, uh, no, I won't put that in the podcast because obviously it's not true. So anyway, um, uh, we'll continue talking. Um, the interesting thing about the tactics in the under 23s, Marcus, is that. There aren't, there isn't that big, strong team to uh, control the race really, and to make sure that it is, um, it is won by uh, one of the best riders on the best teams. In this case, it's a bit more of a free for all, and it's one of those races where um, a decisive attack can win it for you. Um, who do you see having the guts to make that, make that sort of move? I'm not sure who's going to be going for the. The suicidal moves that could pay off at the in the early breakaways, but um, well, I'll give you I'll give you one. Sam Hill, he'll definitely make a suicidal move um, into a, into a breakaway. Yeah, he loves it. He doesn't know anything any other way to ride his bike. So um, yeah, he'll probably be featuring in a in a breakaway towards the start. Um, but as the yeah, the racing is just sort of everyone just heating each other until there's only a couple left. It's some um, standard sort of junior twenty three racing. No teams dominating, so the strongest riders will be there at the finish, and they'll uh, contest contest the sprint. Um, unless we see uh, Lucas Hamilton riding away on the last hill. Yeah, well, that that comes down to it. Um, who do we think is going to win? I I can't go away from Lucas Hamilton. I, I like him a lot. He's a very good rider, um, and will, by all accounts, be a member of the World Tour next year. Um, so I'll put him in first. Coming in second, um, who knows? I'll put Dylan Sunderland, your mate, uh, in there second. I think he's a very good rider. He's got a good chance of taking the 
taking the win and certainly um, wouldn't be wouldn't begrudge him a podium position at all. And Michael Storer, I'll have slotting in the third. Um, what's your pick, Marcus? I'm going to go for a bit more out of the box. I'm going to say Cyrus Monk from a breakaway. Um, then I'm going to chuck in Alistair Donahue and we'll put Dylan in for third. Yeah, cheers. You managed to save your friendship there. Um, yeah, I'll, I certainly wouldn't begrudge Cyrus Monk a win. He's a very good rider over the longer races in particular. I mean, in Grafton in Varel, he's been absolutely uh, fabulous the last two years. And he can put a sprint um, together at the end of a hard race. So if he comes to the end with a group, don't be surprised if he wins the sprint. Okay, well, we'll move on to the men's road race now, the Blue Riband event of the of the um, weekend, really. And we could go through naming everyone in this one, so we're going to keep it a bit more simple. Again, it's um, Orica Scott who control who control the race. Last year, we saw that when they gave up control and let Bob Bridge go out to, I think it was a 16-minute lead at the largest point in the event, that um, that it didn't pay off. So I think we're going to see a lot more attentiveness from them in policing that early move this time around. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think you only make a mistake like that once, although it's probably uh, Bob Bridge is probably close to the only rider who could have pulled off any sort of move like that at all. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. The Orica will be paying a lot more attention to to who's up the road this time and probably keeping it on a bit shorter leash. I'm not sure if they have a large enough roster to be able to ride the front all day and control all the moves. So at some point they're going to have to let something go. So I think you'll you'll see that they are probably looking to put a couple of their key riders in any move that that goes away just to cover themselves. Yeah, I think it depends how much confidence they have in Simon Gerrans to go for the win or maybe they're looking for somebody else like um, Caleb Ewan perhaps or Luke Durbridge to really do a good race there. Um, if they have a confidence in Gerrans, do you think they're just going to keep it together for the final few laps of Bunningill? I think they'll be trying to split it up a bit a bit at least and uh, go for the reduced bunch kick because uh, Gerrans will not be the fastest rider uh, from a big group. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely looking to split it up. And um, if it is a big group, looking at Caleb. But I don't think Caleb is going to be there at the finish this year. Um, so I think Orica will be looking to put some guys up the road and um, uh, have the, the fallback on uh, Garens for a reduced bunch kick. Yeah, and if it does uh, pan out like that, there's a few other names who um, could could play a part from other teams. Um, looking at names like Nathan Haas, who's a very similar rider to Garens in a lot of respects, not quite the sprinter, so he'll probably need to drop Garens. Um, Jay McCarthy, who you saw out there on course, um, tell, tell us how he was looking um, there on the TT course. Oh, I just saw him at the cafe this morning, but he was looking pretty fit, so um, I think he's definitely going to be one to watch. He's made some uh, a couple claims in the media, Um that he wants to be uh, the team leader at uh, the Tour Down Under, and he's got Peter Sagan on his team for that. So um, you're going to have to be riding pretty well to, to back yourself to be a team leader with Sagan on the team. Um, as well as that, Cam Meyer has obviously uh, done well in the, the six-get-day races over in Europe recently, so he's probably got a bit of form as well. Um, and... Uh, yeah, they, otherwise, the um, Nathan Haas, I actually rate him as a pretty good sprinter, so I would be interested to see him uh, up against uh, Simon Gerrans in a reduced bunch kick. 
Yeah, well, okay, you can take you can take Haas. I'll take Garen's. I'll take that bet any day. Um, the my there, it's actually both the Myers on the on the start list. Um, both Travis and Cameron. Um, Cameron is the interesting one, obviously, because he's second last year and um, quit. Apparently, quit cycling midway through uh, last season. From or at least he dropped. Um, he dropped himself from Dimension Data and. It doesn't appear that he's lost too much form, so I'm not sure how much how much he's lost in terms of of form or leg strength or anything in that period. He, and he apparently is flying at the moment. So if he comes into a race going well, I mean he'll be a he'll be an individual, so it won't be easy for him to win. But um, he's clearly strong enough at the moment to have a go. I mean, yeah, definitely. From all accounts I've heard, he was two months or so without riding a bike, so that's just a bit of an extended off-season. The rest has probably done him uh, some some good. I mean, it's probably the biggest break he's had in the last 10 or 15 years, so he was obviously going flying over in Europe, so if he's kept that going through the Nationals um, and he is uh, on the form that uh, everyone was saying, then he will definitely be uh, one to watch. Um, you wouldn't want to let him slip up the road and uh, pull a Bobridge. Uh, can we get any local riders up for the win? Uh, ben Dybel's probably the biggest name in terms of the climbing stakes. Um, Neil Vanderplug as well, obviously been very good here in the past. He's been on the podium once and I think it was fourth on another occasion as well. Um, apart from that though, Pat Lane, third last year. Are there any other local riders you want to chuck in there? Yourself, of course. I'm not sure I'd label myself as any sort of favourite for this race. Um I'll be, yeah, interested to see how the guys um, you mentioned race, as well as that Sam Spokes. Um, he's a rider with a lot of talent. He's young and he's looking for a contract. So if um, there's one thing that motivates people to ride well, it is uh, the need of employment. So um, he could well be on good form. He was going all right at the Bay Crits. I'm not too sure about Neil Vanderplug. I did see on the live stream him going out the back in the Criteriums reasonably early most days so it'll be interesting to see his form he may well have goals later in the year as um ice away swiss wellness head over to europe um but yeah ben dieball as well as you mentioned he's got a new team this year he's with st george continental team they've rebranded and uh taken on a few new riders so they'll have um they'll be backing him though i'm not sure how many of them are here so he's probably uh, uh the best local the guy and maybe a uh, Jai Crawford who's um, been racing over in Asia. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll be there at the, at, the, at the very pointy end, but he could be a bit of an outsider to get in a, in a breakaway. Yeah. He's almost a veteran now, Jai Crawford. I mean, you don't see a lot of him in Australia um, or on TV because he races mostly in Asia, but he's obviously a very good rider. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't see most of those names being right up that pointy end. Um, at the at the end of the at the end of the bike race, you really need to have elite strength, um, and have a decent team presence as well. You've just uh, highlighted on the computer there, Nathan Earl. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, again, another of those riders who's a bit in the drapak limbo, but um, he's he's going to be very good. Yeah, he's just found a ride with Team Yukio from Japan as well. So um, they're cashed up Japanese teams. So he's going to be racing in Asia next year. So he was targeting this race so um yeah it'll be interesting to see how he goes and maybe we'll add matthew clark in as um, one of the local guys as well um i think he had a crash recently but he can he got around the course he was one of the guys that finished in the one of the few guys that finished last year so yeah he could be another name to to look at 
Yeah, to be honest, um, we've all, we've already named more riders than finished the than finished the race last year. Um, there were only fifteen finishes, I think, in that in the final wrap up of things because that race just exploded on a very hot day there in Buninyong. Um, so down to predictions. Who is the, your one, two, three, Marcus? What have you got for us? So I, I'm gonna go a bit outside the box and go for Cam Meyer for the win followed by Nathan Hass and uh, Jay McCarthy. So just uh, stay away from the Oracle guys for another year, but probably won't happen. Yeah, I don't think I can see Oracle missing out that completely. Um, there's one name I forgot to mention was Adam Hansen. I, lo- I do like Adam Hansen. Um, anyway, I'm going to go with Nathan Haas in first with trepidation, and then I shall have... Sam Spokes and Simon Gerrans. There's that's a bit that's a bit left field as well. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, probably our predictions will be entirely wrong, but we shall um, enjoy the racing nonetheless for being incredibly wrong during throughout. Um, well, that just about wraps it up, I suppose. Um, what what are you looking forward to in this in this um, weekend of racing? Which is you know it's not quite the highlight. I mean, probably the Tour Down Unders still the highlight for most for most um exposure in the cycling scene but it's a it's a fun very bunch of races so what are you looking forward to marcus i'm just looking forward to giving a crack in the road race and um seeing how uh, i can compare to some of the best riders in the world um yeah that's pretty much it yeah it's one of those one of those few measuring um stick moments where you, you can really go against you know world tour riders and see how everyone goes i mean there's a name like russell gill um, I'm just looking at the starting list. He's a guy who goes around South Australia. He wins a bunch of sprints, and um, he's a he's a very good rider in his own um, in his own area. But he doesn't ever get the chance to really test himself against those massive names. And you know, maybe one day he wants to he wants to say, yeah, you know, I've raced against you know Simon Garrens. I've raced against all those great guys, and you know, I did okay. So it's it's a different sort of vibe to a lot of racing, and it's one I enjoy. So. Um, anyway, make sure you join us um, around Bunningong. If you're out at the course, um, yell out um, when you see either myself, Marcus, or Louisa around, or in fact, all the riders. We like all the riders. And uh, make sure that you follow us because we'll be tweeting from the race. So um, follow us on Twitter at, at Breakdown Pod. Um, you can follow us on Facebook as well, Breakdown Podcast. And stay up to date with all the new news because there'll be quite a few podcasts coming up over this Australian summer. Okay, thanks for joining us. Uh, Marcus, thanks for joining us in person. It's been good to see you. Um, and good luck for racing. Yeah, thanks very much. And thanks for having me back on the podcast. So um, hopefully we had a little bit of insight into what's coming in the next few days. Okay, see ya.